Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Grove, and my name is Rob McFarlane. And happy Christmas, Benjamin Grove. Happy fucking Christmas, buddy! Oh, happy Christmas, oh, oh. man. How you How, feeling? Uh, I'm fucking festive as shit this year, man. Are you being serious? I'm festive as shit. I've got my Christmas hat on. You can't see my Christmas hat. Neither can Ben, because I'm lying. But nonetheless... I got my I've Christmas got a... hat on. You can't you see do. it. Nor can you, because it's not on my head. And you it's... can only see me from the waist up. <laughs> I thought you were going to go classy and say it was under your Wayne's World baseball cap. But no, it was a dick joke. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas. <laughs> what are we doing today, Ben? So... For a Christmas episode, we took a few suggestions, theories. We we took write-ins. We we took inputs from you guys. So we picked out three of our favourite, and we're going to run with them. And that's not to say that the ones we didn't use were shit. It's just no, no, no. Time, yeah, hundred percent. We've got some really good ones, and we're going to bank them. But the fact of the matter is, we're going to what them? We're doing. We're going to bank them. Oh, well, that's not fun. In a bank. (laughs) Fine. In a wank, bank. no, in a <laughs> yeah, there we <laughs> now go. Now it's fun I, again. I knew that would turn. I knew that would turn you on. Yeah, thanks, man. We're just very busy. My we... Santa hat, you can see it now. Right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, we're very busy this month. We got we got all the Christmas takes interviews. Dave Sheridan, Vernon Wells, Greg Sestero, Greg Sestero, oh, Robin Randy, Robin Randy Liv- uh, Livingston Lundell. In, in that order of surnames. <laughs> so the, I always just go Rob and Randy, and then I'm like, what's their surnames? Yeah, Be professional, sorry. what's their surnames? And then Rob I just Livings, marry them. Randy Nundlow. Rob yeah, and yeah. Randy Nundlow. Livington. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we get shall we get into it? Shall we just go straight yeah. in? Let's play the first one. This one's a recording from Matter Matrix, a.k.a. Riley, who is an absolute gem of a fucking human. And everyone should worship him. Here we go. Hey, Ben. Hey, Rob. This is Riley from Indiana. This isn't so much of a theory, but more of a movie suggestion that I think that both of you would enjoy. Uh, The name of the movie is A Silent Voice. It's an anime movie, and I know you don't normally cover these, but I think it's one worth watching. It's got the deep and wordy stuff for you, Rob, and it is a cartoon and Japanese one for you, Ben. So I hope you enjoy Merry Christmas. <laughs> it is a cartoon and Japanese for you, Ben. It's got the intelligent, wordy stuff for you, Rob. Yeah. And Ben, and then it's, it's, it's a got cartoon. bright colored pictures. Yeah, it's got bright colored pictures and it's Japanese. I feel like oh, Riley knows Riley. us, knows us Riley. really well. <laughs> He's fucking knocked out of the park, though. I'm telling you, because A, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic way to sum up this show. <laughs> <laughs> Wordy shit for you, yeah. bright coloured flashing images for me. Do you know what I mean? Hit the nail on yeah, the head. Yeah, no, totally, no, totally. Secondly, what a fucking suggestion, Silent Voice. Mm. Cried like a bitch. You did. And it w- and I loved it because it you was did. a cartoon and because it was Japanese. I loved every second of it. Cried like a little girl with a skin knee. I, with all due respect, Riley, uh, think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> um, you be serious. I I it threatened to get me a couple times when they were in school and okay, I feel like <laughs> What do you mean it threatened to get you? What you're not fighting it. It's supposed to be you watching it. <laughs> so I I have a complicated relationship with anime to begin with because sure. there are Hentai. 
No, I've got no problem with that. Technical porn. Yeah, I know you don't. This is where the difficult thing comes in, because when it's not hentai, (laughs) you struggle not to masturbate to to anime movies about deaf girls, right? Uh, Deaf girls are always a bonus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. This is is taking a sharp left turn pretty fucking quick. Do do you know that uh, in Japan this is called... uh, So it's called a silent voice in the West. It's Mm -hmm. called the shape of a voice... The shape of voice, shape of the, our our shape of the voice, the shape of our voice. (laughs) Is shape a word we use when a deaf person is in the film? Because shape of water featuring Sally Hawkins is also. Holy shit. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's when someone's deaf, do we go, use the word shape in the title. I kept expecting the protagonist to to go, I bet I can make you squawk. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'm not going to have you talk about this movie in this way. <laughs> I'm not. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> this film is a beautiful film. It's incredibly about beautiful. People learning to deal with their own shit, take fucking yep. take ownership of their actions, mm-hmm. live with the consequences. Yep. And fucking sort of. try their hardest to make amends. Yep. That's beautiful. I'm not having this. This I bet I can make you squawk bullshit from Shape of Water, all right? Because in Shape of Water, it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do bring up a good point. Is it like a universal <laughs> thing that when there is a deaf character, shape is in the title? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. is that because the, all shapes are deaf? Shapes are deaf, mate. Have you ever seen ears on a shape? Exactly. That rhombus squawking away. Squawky have, rhombus. That, that feels like squawky a bad name. Squawky rhombi. that's a tool album right there fuck no (laughs) jesus christ no 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 so you know i watch films to live vicariously and get life experience i shouldn't have yeah you know the the characters need to be believable Mm -hmm. and go through stuff that i can i can kind of see happening in the real world Mm all things that are so extraordinary that i'm going oh wow okay well this is science fiction in there but the characters are real people right okay with anime uh, there's a couple of layers added in between, which is it's a culture I'm not familiar with. So, like the ponytail wearing, when she puts her hair up in a ponytail, I had to Google that. Turns out there's a whole Japanese thing about how women wear their hair that I was unaware of. Um, I lived there for two years and I have no clue what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, right. And then there's also within Japanese culture that there's then anime culture. So, for instance, there's a scene in this where his shorter, rotund best friend starts shouting at somebody, right? Mm hmm. And I got Demon Slayer flashbacks because I was really enjoying Demon Slayer when it was about a young protagonist learning to slay demons. And then he gets this fucking blonde gobshite who, who joins him. And does sure. that really animated screaming where the eyes go weird and blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out. Blah, 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 blah. And I get that it's an anime convention and trope and this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. But it drives me fucking mental. Now, <laughs> doesn't happen that much in this film, but it's... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is, is it's a very... <laughs> I need sensitive... my cartoon characters to be believable, real human people, please. If you're going to if you're gonna make a, uh, an anime about something that's like this, mm-hmm. then yes, you do. Because we're not do in... You know? We're not in Ghost in the Shell, which is fucking great. We're not in Akira, which is fucking great. We're right. in, like, Vampire Hunter D territory, where I've gone, I've gone here for escapism. Right. And... The, there is no doubt this is a beautiful looking film with some beautiful scenes with some really hard to watch bullying scenes in it some horrendous. really hard to, some really horrendous like there's some bits in there that like I say threatened to get me 
like the bit where she sings ahead of the beat in in group choir oh no wait that made my fucking heart melt like literally (laughs) holy shit man when that was going on she was just making such a fucking effort yeah oh my god it's such a good film. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Because we've yes. had this conversation a bunch, right? And you you live vicariously through your movies. This is why you watch yes, movies. That's your form of escapism. Yeah, yeah. And it's to... Why Tyrannosaur is my favourite film. Well, one of them. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fucking rough, but that's a conversation <laughs> for a different time. All right. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like anime and stuff, and you're not getting on with the 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 sort of characteristics that come with that territory. Yeah, yeah. Can you not suspend belief and live vicariously when you're sort of participating in a universe where the over-the-top extra stuff is like an option now? Totally, totally. If the, over- okay. stu- if the over-the-top stuff is where we're going, mm-hmm. great. If we're just doing... So, for instance, Wes Anderson movies, right? They're yeah. like storybook the characters all speak like they're being read by some parent figure as you go to bed, right? Yeah. Um, it's not natural dialogue. Everyone sort of speaks and behaves in this quirky way. And I I fall into that world because those are the rules of the world. I feel like in a... If you're going to have grounded, realistic scenes of emotional distress between characters I'm trying to relate to... Mm. I'm gonna. Str- it's gonna break. It's gonna break my ability to relate to them when they behave in non-human ways, and that's right. fine. But it just means that it's gonna lessen the impact when they do stuff. And like some of these, some of these characters are unreasonable cunts, yeah. right? And to have those unreasonable cunts, I'm now going. Okay, are the- through my lack of understanding of the format, I'm then going. Is this character meant to be an unreasonable cunt, or are they a simplification and a and yes. an icon of? So what? So what's what's real and what's fantasy in this world? Do you know what I mean? It's. It, I don't think there's a there's a hard and fast rule for it. It relate it, the relatability comes from that though. Whereas like humans, there are unreasonable cunts around us all the time. Totally, totally. <laughs> and that's totally. a very real thing. Mm-hmm. But are they being exaggerated or are they sort of genuinely just fucking cunts? Do you know what it is? If in the middle of three billboards outside mm-hmm. Ebbing, Missouri, yeah. one of the characters suddenly had a top hat and a monocle yeah. and went, but I am going to pay for the billboards. <laughs> okay. And everyone there, and everyone around them then went, oh my God, it's Dr. It, it's Dr. Villain. And well, I was then expected to take that on the chin, and then we switched back to Woody Harrelson blowing his brains out with the horses. Right. I would find that whiplash a bit difficult because I'm like, hang about, mate. I would find that whiplash just. I would. I'd just call that bad writing if I was honest <laughs> with you, because that whole right. universe is not set up for that. But that's my thing. Is is but is, where is, is this in, universe? <laughs> isn't is a, is a film about a deaf girl who's bullied so hard that she leaves school. And yeah. her tormentor then attempts suicide mm-hmm. and then decides that with his extra time after his suicide attempt fails, mm-hmm. he's going to try and make things right. Yes. Doesn't strike me as the perfect ground for... It's a very real, very fucking heavy story happening in a universe where fantastic things are allowed to happen. Nani! And that <laughs> is why I fucking loved this film. 
I'm not a big anime guy, man. I'm not a big anime guy. Like I, I Ben, we have discussed when we interviewed Rob Livings and Randy Nundlow. Yeah, we made it clear that when we met, you were a Japanophile. I read every single manga of Death Note. Where from? Your bedroom. Yeah, I still have those books though. Yeah. Um, oh, they're there. You can actually see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, dear listeners, you can't see oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you can't but... see them. I actually have, yeah, dude, Death Note was probably the last big one that I was into. And that was in uni. That was, what, mm. 15 years ago? 16 yeah. years ago? It's getting, God, that's it's depressing. That number's going to go up. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, um, that was a while ago, but I haven't I haven't really been into anime for like a long a long time. I know Riley's into it, and I talk to him about it um, yeah, yeah. every now and then. And he fucking nailed it with this recommendation. For me personally, fair, I think no, he's no, fucking no. smashed it. I have to say, Riley, you did. Mm. If that story had been told yeah, in yeah, any yeah, other yeah. art form, and it's not, it's it's just I'm clearly a massive racist, Riley. That's what it is. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I know what it is, man. I, yeah, yeah. I agree. With, I'm just playing devil's anime. advocate to be a dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I think the conventions of anime got in the way of what I was very much enjoying. Right. It's a little bit. It's a little bit like um, if you are phobic of dogs mm-hmm. and you watch Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson, great movie, but you're not going to connect to it in the right way because you're going to have a slight like aversion to what you're seeing. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, it's a great film. Is it? Do you love dogs? You keep mentioning Wes Anderson films. I've seen like two of them and I <laughs> hated them. <laughs> oh, I might talk to you with some Wes Anderson and there's not that many. We could do a series. I'm looking Don't at right now. Me, there is a lot. That he directed? I don't know. Yeah, when did he do the ones he directed? Not the ones oh, right, okay. he walked through the room and went, oh, I blessed this with my Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean though. There's a lot of you including yeah. all that stuff. Maybe I don't no. hate them. Hate's no. a strong word, but I think Grand Budapest Hotel is is one of the better films of of the century. But that's just for me. Is it? But honestly, Riley, mate, smashed it. I Riley I smashed was expe- it. I was expecting to violently hate every second of that, and I enjoyed most of it. I cried like like literally you cry at anything man. i cry at everything mate it's weird like i don't understand emotions at all but it's this second i watch a film i'm just sort of like oh god i feel everything <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid thank you for that recommendation Ryan. thank you riley um, merry christmas buddy keep- merry christmas who we got next uh the next theory this is a theory this is a movie theory and it comes in from mr and mrs clink <gasps> over Mrs. in america i we know them well they were at the quiz they won they the batman the special limited edition thing steel from book. hmv the steel book it was fucking wonderful it's a thing you queued for that for weeks. yeah i'm playing it down a bit mine's still in the packaging mate it's on display <laughs> in the shelf behind me on this side best thing to do with that film not open it I know, I'm just going to wait for a few years, and then that's my retirement plan. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next theory is that Mad Max from Fury Road is the feral child from Mad Max 2, all grown up. So the points that Clink makes here is, A, Clink knew that we were going to be interviewing Vernon Wells, who plays Wells. He, he, play, play Wes. he plays Wes in Mad mm-hmm. Max 2. Um and he gave us this this theory as like a nice little nice little tie off to 
to the Vernon Wells interview? Coming out soon. So his thinking is that the music box in Fury Road is strikingly similar to the yep. one that is gifted to the feral kid right. from Max in Mad Max 2. Tracks so far, right? Tracks. Yeah, tracks. Max doesn't really yeah, like yeah. to talk. He doesn't say his name. He doesn't. It's more like grunts or like yeah, noises yeah, yeah. of things. Again, feral kid, Mad Max 2, lots of grunting. Yep. It's tracking so far. <laughs> <laughs> and it fits being like 15 years after the, the uh, Road Warrior. So original yeah. Max would be like... Fury, yeah, Fury Road's supposed to be like 45 to 50 years after the apocalypse and the original yeah, Max, yeah. the apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. So if it's chronological, the original <laughs> Max would be like in his 70s, right? Which we yeah, all know he just, doesn't live to. It's just Gran Torino. <laughs> yeah, at that point. Yeah, he's just... A- <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's not that. He's like 30, 30 you want to see a non-racist Gran Torino, but with Mel Gibson playing a really old Mad Max? I want to see Mel, Mel Gibson not being racist. Is what I want to see. I don't think you're going to see that in any movie and or real life. <laughs> <laughs> so, but because original Max would be in his 70s, the feral kid would be sort of like 30-ish, 30, 35, yeah, yeah. which kind of tracks for Fury Road. And that's the theory. Uh, Thoughts? Uh, okay, so. Canon, right? Does it matter? Is no. This where, I, where I come to. Sometimes. Think, sometimes. Okay. Maybe. I think, I think if you're breaking canon for stupid reasons, then yes, canon matters, right? Something okay. being c- consistent with facts that I've had in the previous this, that, or the other. Okay. So, the reason I bring this up, The Last Jedi... Is one of my favourite Star Wars films. What? Yeah. Are you just mispronouncing Return of the Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Because Bear that is number. the best Star Wars. It's uh, in the top three. Um, At number one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> I would argue that loads of things happen in there that aren't part of the established um, like world, right? Yeah faster than light speed tracking and all this kind of shit and everyone goes well if that was possible then blah 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 blah. and i'm like just is it fun am i enjoying myself the facts and figures don't really matter lord of the rings rings of power and they're like actually in this bit of the books there's no black elves i'm like i hate to break it to you there's no fucking elves they're not real and so with things when it comes to like chronology and things like that yeah does it does the timeline matter that much okay do we do we say actually this isn't the guy that we're being told it is? It's actually because the timeline says I'm like fuck the timeline. What's do you know the director what? say? George Miller has come out and said that chronology doesn't matter in this. It's just right. It's just Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. But why he fucking... made Mad Max two like 35 years ago? Yeah, and I'd hate to be like, oh, but 35 years ago you said I'm like 35 years ago I was a fucking idiot. But hear me out. The way that he's done Fury Road is if you want it to be the feral kid from Mad Max 2, yeah. that's fine. And it totally. works. And it totally. can track. And there's little there's little mm-hmm. eggs in there that can lead you down that path. Go and have fun down that totally. path. If mm-hmm. you see Mad Max as this mystical fucking 
one-man army that he's dealing with mm-hmm. the loss of everything that he loves and has just become yep. this fucking like adrenaline fueled car mad mental dude taking <laughs> on the fucking apocalypse yeah, then yeah. Run at it that way because then obviously Max being transferable to different people might take the the, the magic away from so, that aspect, so right? Here's here's what I think the madness that Max has, mm-hmm. right? And obviously in Fury Road is it's a little more literal, but not sure. like not like doesn't his madness doesn't get in the way of his aims. You know, he's not got. What like, are the aims of Mad Max other than to drive and kick the fuck out of Mohawks? Hope. That's the madness. The madness is hope. He lives in an apocalypse where everyone is gone. It's only ever going to get worse. So there's no point trying to help anyone or do anything good. And he's the mad cunt that goes, actually, fuck that. We're going to try. That sense of everything is going to get worse, but I'm going to do my best to fight against entropy. There's no more fucking plant life. Everything is dead. We are all on a timer. And he's the guy who knows he can't push the fucking minute hand back, but okay. will try anyway, because he's mad. And so madness is hope. And so that anybody who sits in this world and goes, yeah. fuck you, I'm not going to let the universe dictate whether or not kindness is sanity or insanity. I'm going to choose for myself. They're Mad Max to me. Now, so what you're saying is, is that it doesn't matter whether it's one man... Or taking woman. on the entire fucking... Or one person taking mm-hmm. on the entire fucking mm-hmm. apocalypse on their own. Or whether that's transferable. Like, you're fine exactly. with Fury Road being this, yeah. that, and the other. Just a quick one, sorry. Are there really people out there that are whinging about Black Elves in Rings of Power? Um, it got review-bombed, mate. It got review-bombed because so, the they were female characters that shouldn't be female right. there were black people where there shouldn't be black people and according to uh, those people according to accord- the reviewers according, uh, according to <laughs> tiny bits of the book in the silmarillion and this that or the other so or, okay so these people who have watched the cinematic interpretation mm-hmm. in 2022 of a book that was written when in the fucking forties uh, and fifties. Okay, cool. So a book Possibly, that was written. Yeah, don't quote me on that because I'm no, not, no, no. A, I'm yeah, not a ringsy boy. I'm not a ringsy boy. I've got no fucking clue when this when this was written. Lord of the Rings to me is Sonic. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Oh, I get it because of the rings. That was good. <laughs> and I heard the noise then. <laughs> right. Who so if these people that are so <laughs> if these people that are so bothered and like sticklers for the books. Mm-hmm. Were they completely happy with how the films went? Because I know the films are a little different to the books, right? There were so the when the films came out, there was a right. large proportion of people going, "This is desecration." I guarantee you, okay, by season by, by season three, yeah. of this, people will be going. I always said it was great, and I'd be like, "Check your fucking comment history." The, the thing that fucking bothers me though is these people that are fucking whinging about the cinematic universe. Go and fucking read the book <laughs> if you don't enjoy watching the new shit. Because it's not as good as the shit you've mm-hmm. already read a thousand times mm-hmm. and are fucking going, no, this isn't right because the book's different. Then read the fucking book. Mm-hmm. It's fine. That, yeah. You can have like book universes yeah. and cinematic universes in separate things based on the same shit. That's why episode eight is my favorite start. Well, not my favorite. One of my favorite stuff. Episode Wars. eight. La- the, the Last Jedi. 
oh, is one of my favourites because they do they do things. So, for instance, you've got the Canto Bite storyline where they trust a guy they find in a prison. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, for the first time in Star Wars history, that guy turns out to not be trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the heroes don't get their way. And the guy that's like, I'll come over to the light. He's like, nah, it's just taking over that guy. And yeah. there's a point where he looks at it and he goes, you have to let the past die. If you're going to live your life, you right. have to move forward and let the past die. And then Jabrams comes along and goes, nah, fuck that. Give them another Death Star. Bring back Palpatine. Yeah, he's just been chilling <laughs> on a fucking... No, I'm not yeah, getting yeah, into yeah. it. Fuck you, man. Because there's no little bears in it. There's no fucking, like, big, you know... Episode 9 is the worst Star Wars ever got. And it's so shit that it, it bleeds... Episode 9 doesn't exist. It bleeds its shit back into 8. But if 9 had been Triumph, 8 would have been everyone's favourite. Because it's the one that nope. cuts, cuts itself off from Mummy's teeth and goes, we can't live our lives based around... When, when it's like, oh, who's the main character? And they're like, she's fucking nobody. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Why is this entire nine films about one fucking family? We're in a galaxy. Yeah, of course. How about we meet some new cunts? And then Jabrams is like, no, bring back How about Palpatine. The original trilogy is just about the one family and it's <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. story. And I love that shit. And the way that it yeah, ends yeah. is magnificent. We don't need Ergo, the <laughs> Return of the Jedi is the best Star Wars that will ever exist, <laughs> ever. The first three can literally mm. lick my arsehole and the latest three seven i had hopes eight mm. got interesting nine mm-hmm. fucking crushed Ruined. my lungs yeah with yeah, yeah. old man ball bags that's what it felt like it felt like they were force feeding my fucking airwaves mm. old man ball bag but you know because they're like saggy mm. I, I was pulling to like to try and get the ball bag out so i think we've discovered about mad max so mad max is i'm i'm pretty happy in thinking that it's true and it's not true. Yeah. Make your own fucking mind up. Yeah, I like the thought experiment <laughs> on both of to us. <laughs> Go watch Mad Max 2 and then watch Fury Road, see what you think. Or maybe also watch in, all the uh, Mad Max movies. Yeah, Thunderdome. That's pretty fucking dope. I watched that <laughs> not last night, night before. The only thing that Thunderdome has contributed to my life is the phrase, in the before times, in the long, long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I used all throughout COVID. <laughs> what a contribution. I, fuck you, that's a great movie. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but it's great. It's fucking awful. Yeah, but it's great though, come on. It's the, yes. it's the episode it's like, eight of Mad Max. I feel like Mad, Ma- Mad, Max, Mad Max 1 is a nice whiskey. Mad Max 2 is an energizing breakfast. And Mad Max 3 is Irish cornflakes. I don't know what that means. Whiskey and co- cereal. Yeah. Right. Just pouring whiskey on so cereal. So taking the best bits of both movies before it and then just putting it into one movie. Yeah, and then yeah. going, Ergo, oh, fantastic. actually, this, does, this doesn't work anymore, does no, it? it's whiskey fantastic. Whiskey on cornflakes isn't refi- We're not getting into this now because we haven't... We've uh, we spoke about Star Wars and we spoke about Mad Max. We'll get into both Irish at some point this year, maybe. Maybe yeah. not Star Wars this year. Next year, no, 2023. Yeah. We'll definitely do Mad Max, though, because I'm desperate to do it. Who we got next? Next is your sister, Isabella. Oh, Isabella of Dildo Gettin fame. Was it Dildo Get- Dildo Schwaggins? Dildo Schwaggins. We've literally mentioned Back Lord, to of the the Lord of the Rings in like five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, I think you find that it wasn't a Dildo Schwaggins. That was a long song. Sorry, I was doing the Sonic theme tune. Yeah, it was a long song, man. That was, that was good. No, it loops. That's, that's how the Mega Drive worked, me. Sure. 
So do you want to do you want to play the theory yes, from your I sister? Do cool. Hello there. It's Rob's sister, Isabella, calling in from Rob's basement. You may have heard about me from the dildo swaggins incident, but this Christmas I'd like you to watch The Exorcist because I believe that the most horrific and the hardest thing to watch about that movie is not the demons, the gore, or the supernatural, but in fact it's the terrible things that happen to an innocent mother, child, and a priest who is simply trying to help a family. Right. Eloquently put. Eloquently put, and this made me very happy because. Also, I can I just Chris, can I just quickly add? We don't have a basement, so fuck knows where she's spending her time. I mean, I've been to your house, Rob. There's, there's all, there's, we've all seen the the no no door. <laughs> hey, Rob, what's in this? No no, no no. You trying to put your finger in my no no door will forever haunt me. It sounds like a really fucked up episode of the Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing the new telly to me. No, no door. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's a giant starfish. That was my impression of a squelch. So first off, I'm really fucking yeah. happy that we're doing a bit of horror for the Christmas episode because I didn't think we were going to get be getting that in, and I was a little bit sad about it. It's almost it's almost like we're not a horror podcast, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we're not a horror podcast, but I really like horror movies. Yeah, and movies. When you say really like, I would, I would say I would say users a crutch. <laughs> Yeah, borderline unhealthy obsession, and I'm fine with it. I'd argue, I'd argue, argue it's borderline healthy. It's, yeah, it's, that, it's that, it's that other side. Look, I have fun with my horror movies. All right, I get to suspend mm-hmm. my belief in universes where mental shit happens and people get away with the dumbest shit. Yeah, true. Go watch. I know what you did last summer, and tell me that they wouldn't get caught in 26 minutes. <laughs> Unreal. Anyway, but I love that. By the way, anyway, mm. Exorcist. I'm going to argue mm-hmm. the most horrific thing about this movie right. is the terrible parenting where right? <laughs> the mother discovers that her kid is just casually talking to Captain Howdy mm-hmm. on a Ouija board. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. show me how this goes. Burn it. <laughs> Your kid's been doing ben, this for a while. Ben. Not to sound like everyone's favorite sex criminal, but it was the 70s. It was a different time. Wow. And you and I, you and I are scared of Ouija boards because of this film. She had no fucking clue what that was. It was just a fun party game. Do you know what me and my buddies used to do? We used to get stoned as shit and go to a cemetery in Birmingham. I was going to say get stoned. (laughs) Get stoned. Go to a cemetery in Birmingham with a fucking Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) Sit and do that. Do you know how scary that was? Yeah, I had no I mean. fucking clue what was going on. Bear in mind, I'm like 16 at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm my like little underdeveloped teenage brain that is already like yep. four or five years into drink and drug abuse, right? <laughs> 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 Thinking that this is a completely fine idea. Yeah, yeah. The the first time, right? I don't know mm-hmm. whether someone was fucking with us or not, but it worked, and I have yep. never never gone near anything like that ever <laughs> ever again because it was. Fucking the pit in my stomach talking about it makes me feel mm. gross. But you don't believe in ghosts. You mocked me for believing in ghosts. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, it's because it's ridiculous. <laughs> but then there was one trying to get in. Your... It's always a little girl or a man in chains or like <laughs> the Cleopatra or the it's Queen of fucking England. Steve from accounting who's just. Do you remember what, yeah, that's what I mean. Where are like, <laughs> where's like just the depressed newspaper printers? <laughs> Like just the the cleaner from the local, 
This is what I mean. Where, where are all those guys? Just French farmers just trying to get on with the crops and there's just 7,000 dudes in the field. What's so sort of like, we're saying that all the fucking like, the petrol station workers, they're happy to move on to the other side, but the people mm. that are really struggling to cross over are the royalty. Bollocks. I wonder if they've got some unresolved issues about things they did in their life they'd like to clear doubt up. Doubt it. Prince Andrew. <laughs> doubt it. I doubt it. I think he I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's all right with it. I think he's all right yeah. with it. He knows where he's going. I think he's fine with it. I think he uh I think he has seen well, I don't think he's yet seen where he's going. And when he does see it, he's like, might hang out here. Yeah, might hang out maybe. here and just scare a few people. What a cunt, man. That guy's like <laughs> that guy's like royal family and everyone everyone knows. You know what I mean? Everyone know, everyone knows. Everyone knows. So what the fuck is everyone doing? Like how is he just able to walk around the world like everything's fine because right, we'll have a documentary in 20 years and the BBC will rake it in so they're saving up fuck <laughs> me man do you think this is like pre-production <laughs> pre-production exactly right. yeah <laughs> they did you know surviving R. Kelly they did escaping Neverland <laughs> fucking hell Next they're going to be The Princess Diaries. Have we got a release date for Escape in Dollywood yet? <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton is a saint and I will hear no, no bad I'm words. D- yeah, it's it. I thought it was like a like 127 hours type movie oh, that's right, set in yeah, Dollywood. Yeah, yeah. That's what Escape from Neverland is, right? It's just <laughs> it's bubbles with his arm trapped in like the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a child with his arm trapped in bubbles. Ah. I didn't read the back of that DVD. Um, <laughs> so The Exorcist. Hardest <laughs> joke I've ever made. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell! So, Exorcist, the most horrific thing is the parenting. The, yeah, the the horror elements are down to the mum, the daughter, and the priest just trying to do their thing, which I can agree with because the gore uh, and stuff is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's for you know, it's for common garden. Just, just a child masturbating with a cross. It's fine. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> Lick me. Lick me. Oh, <laughs> it, I think. I think. I think it is because I watched the Exorcist, the version you've never seen. Oh, I watched that the, today at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> jokes on them. I had seen it before. <laughs> also, to Ben's employers, he is joking. Um, however. I do feel like uh, the effects in that version, at least, because they've sort of been digitally retouched, mm-hmm. they still work. But regardless of, I remember the first time I watched The Exorcist, I watched a really ropey, unrestored version, and they were kind of goofy, the effects. But what hadn't aged, and I don't think ever will age, is the severe unpleasantness of the concept. Yep. The severe, like, this is. And I'd forgotten the amount of, like, emphasis they put on the mental health angle you know she goes for MRI scans she goes for CAT scans she sees psychologists yeah they really go through the whole ringer of this is a mental health thing I mean like fuck if there weren't direct evidence of you know demon vomit and bed floating and shit like that it would be you could do a great horror yeah and cross fucking well no cross fucking I think you could have in there without the demons and just have it be an unpleasant film about somebody who thinks they're possessed, but and just every fucks religious. Someone monuments. who's got severe, <laughs> someone who's got severe mental health issues, and those checks aren't done, mm. and then you've got a priest exercise. You could probably do some horrifying social commentary. We're going to get the demons out of you when 
Really, they just need to go see a doctor. Constipation, right? We're going to get the demons out of you. And then it's just a colonic. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like uh, like a sort of Gwyneth Paltrow suggestion. So she's got what? Oh, she's got Pazuzu in her. Mm. Has she tried a jade egg up the foof? I've heard a coffee enema is fantastic this time of year. Buy this bicycle helmet with quartz hot glued to it. Mm. <laughs> what a what a time it is to be alive! Hey, when Gwyneth Paltrow is selling tea. Gwyneth Paltrow's Etsy is flying, and Prince Andrew is the main customer. <laughs> <laughs> Kids love gummies. What can he say? Oh my days! Oh no! Didn't say gummy worms. I know, um, I know, but I knew where it was going. It's fine. I I fully agree with this. I think I think it is. It, everybody is lovely, and except for obviously Pazuzu, he's got some issues. I just think he's um, misunderstood. <laughs> but you just need to. Sit I think there when he's Pazuzu. off camera, he's sitting there and he's listening to <laughs> Alvaro Levine. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> he's just pissed off with his dad. I've become so numb. <laughs> and he's got a statue of him with like a massive lob on that's like a lot of pressure yeah. to keep up you know what I mean he's had an erection for thousands of years he just needs it's a rest erectile dysfunction yeah just, uh, lick me lick he's me. like they knew it wouldn't work <laughs> fuck you he's just got ED they made that statue to take the piss out of him and he's been sat staring at it for the last however many <laughs> thousands of years right um, well we, I'm glad we wrapped that one up I feel like I feel like well, I know The Exorcist a lot better. You should too. I agree. Bad parents, but <laughs> Bad lovely parents, people. Lovely people. Common on um, mental head, health. Head hiddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've met some famous people this year. Should we? Should we share some lovely audio moments that we've we had? had a, we had a couple moments. We met we met a few people. Next year we're going to be sitting down. Next year is the year of the interviews, right? It is. We're going to be sitting down God with the us. lovely Joey Travolta, who is an actor you may know from movies such as Hunter's Blood, Ooh. which if you haven't seen it, it's is great. pretty fucking fun. And Beach Babes from Beyond. Oh, you got that on um, Blu-ray, haven't you? I got this on DVD, yeah. Um, and the main reason that we're interviewing Joey Travolta is so that I have mm. an alibi to, to own to this. Buy. Yeah, what what you can't see, dear listener, is what I can only describe as three FHM covers of the nineties. No, 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 aggressively this is like, photoshopped. This is, this is early eighties. It's late eighties. Late. It's 80s. essentially it's three alien beach bod babes. Right. Okay. Is that what they look like on their home planet? Watch it to find out. The twist may surprise you. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, we're interviewing the lovely Jerry Travolta. We are. Uh, is he is he related to John Travolta? Big brother. Oh, I was I was joking. Okay, well, cool, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's John Travolta's big brother, but he's yeah. also he's got a school where he teaches um, people with learning disabilities uh, to make films, uh, all the elements Ooh. of the film industry and stuff. It's a very fucking lovely thing. We're going to get into that with him. Lovely. Um, Shall we hear what he's got to say for himself? Hey, it's Joey Travolta. I want to wish everybody a merry Christmas. And if you get a chance, check out Carol of the Bells. It's playing on several uh, uh, 2B and other uh, release sites. You can just Google uh, uh, Carol of the Bells and enjoy it. And Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check out Carol of the Bells. As, uh, Carol of the Bells. It's a, yeah, it's it's a movie made by, uh, made by some of the students at school. Oh, fantastic. It's a Christmas film with a lot of heart. 
It's just, it's fucking lovely. What it's lovely. Need? It's Christmas. Go watch fucking it. Fucking lovely. Uh, you will know this already because uh, we literally just a few days ago released our interview with this lovely, lovely human being. Mm-hmm. But um, Dave Sheridan dropped by the podcast, star of Scary Movie, Ghost World, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, By The Way video. Mm-hmm. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there. The Walking Deceased. The Walking Deceased, where you get to see his whole fruit bowl in like the first s- 20 seconds. The first six minutes, he shoots a toddler in the face and <laughs> shows his whole asshole and ball bag. But he did a, he did a lovely little ident for us, uh, which I shall, well, I guess I'll roll tape now. Special Officer Doobie reporting for duty. You know, don't disturb me while I'm on the Every Movie Ever podcast cleaning my room. Okay, yeah, smell my finger. That's my childhood complete, man. Big fat tick. Big Over early 2000s Ben's life. <laughs> we met Danny Trejo, who was <gasps> much oh, smaller than I thought he was going to be. But he was also fucking lovely. And also a massive bulldog of a man. Yeah, he was machete. Machete. But I yeah, thought yeah. he was going to be mean. No. You know what I mean? But he's no. super fucking lovely. Super it, lovely. It disarmed me immediately and it caught me so <laughs> off guard that I was almost <laughs> threatened by how nice he was. It was like... <gasps> Yeah, check this out. Hey, this is Danny Trejo. Welcome to the uh, podcast, Every Movie Ever, Forever. Danny fucking Trejo, man. Danny Trejo. Machete. Mr. Machete on the Every Movie Ever podcast. And then we've got one more. Kurt, listen up, buddy. This one's for you. We know you're listening, Kurt. We know you're listening. We love and appreciate your support so fucking much. It's unreal. Um, This is a little message... From Amy and Edie. From Amy and Edie. Merry Christmas, Daddy. Merry Christmas, Daddy. We say we love you. Thank you. Love you more. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. This is your Christmas present from me. It's something that I made. Yeah. That I made. Yeah, from Edie. Edie. Good girl. And Maisie. Yes, Maisie. And Mummy. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Good girl. Say love you, Daddy. So much. So much. And we're proud of you. I'm proud of you. Good girl. <laughs> see, I fuck it. Yeah, I see. I knew it'd that's get really you, man. Sweet. I knew it'd get you, man. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> I know. Oh, that has I know. I fucking love those guys so much. Oh. Kurt, Amy asked. Amy said she wanted to get you something for Christmas that would be like mm. unique. So there you go. Now it's immortalized in mm-hmm. podcast history forever, 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 forever. Oh, I'm I'm a little I'm bit overwhelmed. That, that was. Edie sounds really sweet. I <laughs> this is the weirdest I've ever seen you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. And there we it's go. Gone. <laughs> right. And it's gone. So just a quick recap on 2022. <laughs> the year that was 2020 as well. Hey, hey, Some could call it God, 2022. <sighs> Electric Boogaloo. Yep. This time it's personal. Just when you thought 2020 <laughs> was over. Here comes 2022. 
<laughs> Come on, mate. It's only seven more days I can make this joke. We've been talking about doing this episode for so long, and you were cracking this joke in like February. Hey, I know what I'm gonna. Uh, I know what oh, we can yeah, do yeah. for the 2022 recap. We're gonna call it 2022. Mm. And I was like, yeah. Yep. Let's hope this dies before December. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wrote that shit down on post-it notes everywhere. I was so happy with myself. Right, let's do a quick recap. Because let's be, let's face it, man. Twenty twenty two has stop, been fr- stop saying it like that. Bit it's of, grating uh, on me now. <laughs> like it's it's making me think that either you're lagging been, or uh, my brain's lagging. Both. Um, I feel like this year has been a, a relatively traumatic one for lots of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, when everyone's like, "Thank God, twenty twenty is over." Oh god, mm. we all went into twenty twenty being like, "Oh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah, it fucking yeah. is. And yeah. in the sequel, I was equally unimpressed. Same. So I'm glad to get Actually, this done. Th- this year's not been too bad, man. It's been shit, but it's also been fucking amazing. It's been a mixed you know bag. I mean? Well, yeah, for the podcast, it's been great. I mean, we are we are rolling at yeah. internet points. I mean, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like I started therapy. I've done the whole, like, I started yeah. that whole thing. I'm feeling better about that, I guess. Kind of. Yeah, I, I, okay, so to put a positive spin on what has been a somewhat traumatic yeah. year at times, I feel like I built a very large house of cards. I spent 15 years building a very large house of cards mm-hmm. called My Life and Career. Mm-hmm. And in some of the early stages, I really ballsed up a few cards. Okay. And so as I built higher, it all got wobblier and wobblier and wobblier until eventually I was just spinning around on the spot, desperately trying to keep this fucking thing upright. And in 2022, it all fell over, right? Yeah. And it was painful. It was horrible. And hotel window, blah, 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 blah. But I get to start again now. And I get to place my cards with the benefit of the experience and the wisdom that I've I've built up in those 15 years. Without the big fuck ups that are like foundational, your foundation is going to be so, strong as fuck right now. Though that's the best thing about it because you're going into yeah. it like with that mindset as an experienced master. Builder. I did the same thing, man. I trashed my career too. Except for I didn't build it like on a shaky foundation. I just set fire to mm. it and then shit on it. <laughs> just set fire to it. <laughs> Don't do that. With Let cards. It, just watched it burn. Laughed a little bit. <laughs> pissed in the ashes and then moonwalked to the fridge and then I thought that was a completely fine thing to do. Shockingly, probably not the best yeah. thing, but also a great thing. <laughs> Who knows? Therapy will help. <laughs> What's been your favourite film this year, Rob? <laughs> well, I was going to link that in by saying we now use films mm-hmm. as therapy. Very, I live vicariously and go, okay. Same. Well, that man's had a breakdown. I have no idea what that feels like. And I'm like, oh, look, a ghost. Nerd! <laughs> My favourite mm. film this year has probably been... Toss up all quiet on the Western Front is fantastic. I still need to watch it, man. That's on my list for the Christmas break. Everything Everywhere All at Once has been my favourite film this year. Okay. That's a fucking good film though. I think I think if we were if you were to rewatch Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. you would you would cry multiple times and I go, have. this is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it a couple times now. It's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, I can't tell you what I think about mm-hmm. that. You have to tune into our episode on the first of the year, twenty twenty three, um, as we wrap up our Martin McDonough series. But yeah, I think everything, everywhere, all at once. How about? Oh, sorry. How about a you? long shot. There's a fucking bunch of them, man. 
All right, my favorite film by a long shot, mm-hmm. without question, is Clerks Three. Yep, hundred percent. That shit broke me mm-hmm. and made me, and then broke me, mm-hmm. and then made me. <laughs> and then, I can't watch that film now without fucking breaking down every time I do. I've seen it about six times, but yeah. it's fucking masterpiece in my eyes. Um, there was a couple of good horrors. Um, we had Pray for the Devil. That was surprisingly Ooh. fun. I thought that was going to be absolute shit. You but it was. Smile. I fucking adored Smile. Mate, mm-hmm. Smile, the absolute tits. Mm-hmm. The absolute tits. Nice. Barbarian was fun. Um, Christmas Tapes. Christmas Tapes. Christmas Tapes? Yeah. That's one of my... Uh, that's, that's, that's a you I one. Think that's I love a new it. Christmas I, tradition it, for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good. Fun as fuck. I showed um, it my family the other day. And my, uh, my nephew, who knows Dave Sheridan as, obviously, mm-hmm. Officer Doofy, we were losing our shits. Which was great. I I got a lot of time for that film, but I, you know mm-hmm. me, I don't like B movie, don't like horror, don't like podcasts, don't like films, yeah. don't like anything. But Super I like, inspiring I like to film. be sat across from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just really want to make me be the best version of myself. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Don't like anything that we've devoted all this time to. Brilliant. <laughs> How dare you? I love this podcast. I love you. I love the listeners. Okay. And I so like at least 50% of the films that we cover. Okay. Good. But to be honest, mate, I do a podcast with you about watching paint dry. I do a podcast with you called What's Your Favourite Brown? Where we just talk about different shades of brown by hex code. Yeah. And debate. I'd be into that. (laughs) Translucent brown is my favourite one. Uh, Opaque. from the boys. Okay, fine. I don't know. Um, What's your your worst film of 2022? Halloween Ends. By a fucking mile. Ooh. Bro, I'm not even being funny, right? I bought I bought tickets to two showings mm. on opening night. I like I went early mm-hmm. to watch it on my own and I walked out of that screen being sort of like, I don't know what the fuck just happened <laughs> to my love of Michael Mike. Like, what the fuck did I yep. just watch? And I was like, maybe, maybe I've gone in with my expectations too high. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. I went to go watch it again later that night. And I was like, no, <laughs> they've just shit on Mike Myers. They're like, they fucking, they, they did him so fucking dirty, man. That's the thing. He gets, be- he gets beaten by a dude who's bullied by children the whole fucking film. He just <laughs> steals his mask like it's nothing. And then what? Gets trapped by a fridge. His fucking hand's ripped in half and he's got enough strength to strangle Laurie with his ripped in half hand, mm. but a fridge on the knee. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> sir. My one weakness. <laughs> Shut up. Might have been a 50s Shut fridge. Up. They were heavy as fuck. It was a 50s fridge, to be fair. It was massive. They can protect you from a nuclear bomb, as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has proved. So, Don't, all I'm saying why is, you just, nuclear why bomb you just start is, piling on is, with the shittier films? I'm saying... Hear me out. You're saying that the end of every franchise 50, is the worst a film. A 50s fridge can be a nuclear bomb. Meaning that it goes nuclear bomb, Mike Myers, mm-hmm. then Mike Myers the horror rather than the comedy actor. Sure. Then the fridge. So the fridge is at the top. Right. Then you've got your Halloween villain. Then you've got the Austin right, right, Powers right. actor. Then you've got a nuclear bomb. Got you. It's not that bad. Doesn't of an make ending. Halloween ends any better. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make Halloween ends any better. I fucking despised it. <laughs> what was your worst film? I I don't want to say because it will hurt your feelings. No, because it's Clerks Three. It's fine. It is. It is, <laughs> and I feel really bad about it. But I feel like I wouldn't have gone in on it 
to that degree if I didn't sincerely hate it. And I regret, I don't regret anything no, I you said, shouldn't. but I do regret not liking it. And I, I wish I could like it. And it, it's like, if I'd loved you know that film as much as you, yeah, it would have been such a lovely moment for both of us. And it would have been such a lovely thing to have just been like piling in on the love of that film. But because sure. I found it so exploitative and like emotionally mm-hmm. blackmailing and manipulative. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just, I was so keen to love it mm-hmm. and so willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay, even if you're not enjoying it by like half an hour in, just have a reset and be like, no, this is good. Just, just go with it. Like I really tried and it didn't reward that. And my disappointment with Kevin Smith, I think is, has, has grown into this big ball of like, do you want to know what's what's good about Kevin Smith though? Is he's finally working on the third third (laughs) installment of the True North trilogy? (laughs) Took him long enough. Yeah, so we 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 should do that. We should do yoga hoses. We could do yoga hoses. Red State, I'd like to watch because he's doing Red State two. Red State is a dope fucking film. So I've got hope for those. The thing that I love about Clerk Three and the reason that why you shouldn't regret mm. anything the way it made you feel is because it elicited those reactions. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pure fucking heartbreak yeah. but coming from such a loving place. Yeah, yeah. Or it was you felt cheated and like they were cashing in on shit that, yeah, that's yeah. already been done before. There was no middle ground. No, I, I cannot think of another movie that is as divisive no. as that. Especially of late. Passion of the Christ? I've never seen it. I mean, I've never seen it either, actually. we should Maybe we should check that Maybe out. that's how it divides people. The, the <laughs> few people that saw it, and then the vast majority of people that didn't. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up. I know. We're going to wrap it up, because we've got minutes left for the, before this hour runs sure. out. Before we do, I wanted to just throw in a few big thanks for people who've been... Just regular listeners, people who contributed, people who we love generally. And this is in no order whatsoever. We've literally randomized it. Or uh, is it? No, it's not in any order. Don't, don't play them is like it, that. I'm going to read it randomly now. No, because then I'll Do miss it. people. You're a prick. Um, see? <laughs> Rob 2, absolute <laughs> fucking hero. Absolute you, content buddy. king. We love you. Serial killer, thanks for the theory. And you, you, the best person I know that's a, that's a lady. Or my, that's not You're my. the best person that I know that can look after Rob, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Clink, you're a hero. Kurt, you're a hero. Amy, you're a hero. LFC one LFC. Matter Matrix. Matter, pa- Matter Matrix. Major part. Major par. Go and fucking watch him on Twitch. Is amazing. Smashed it. CB989. Mickey Dicky. Meteor. Lady Vader. All people that are fucking Lady contribute Vader. to the show and the Discord and just support us. You love me a lot. Insane ways. Honestly, really does. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We'll chuck out um, the last few bits of interview that we've got to play. We've got Vernon coming up. Oh. And Greg Sestero. And Greg Sestero. Mm. 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 Beautiful. So enjoy those. We're going to, um, they're already in the can. We know how they went. They went fucking excellently. Yeah, uh, they were fun as fuck. Enjoy man. those. Vernon Wells is going to adopt us. So exactly. good news there. And we will see you in the new year. Um, we are finishing up our last bit of housekeeping with the Banshees of Inner Sharon. 
the conclusion of our epic Martin McDonough series. And mm-hmm. it's got me feeling all sorts of ways. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. I can imagine. And then we're on to then we're on to bigger and better things. Yeah. So bigger and better things. We'll start announcing that stuff uh, early early this year, though. But for as for now, go and enjoy your Christmas. Spend some time with the family. Get fucked up if you like getting fucked up, but not too fucked up. Not too fucked up. Don't fight. Forgive. Not too fucked up. Forgive where possible. Punish where not. Just go fucking tell everyone that you love them. Go tell Have yourselves a great Christmas, guys. Thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. Merry Christmas We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, baby Jesus. Merry Christmas to you. It was lagging. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Except he was born Don't in August. Don't you fucking forget it! And the Romans moved it to this time to be over the winter solstice to tame the pagans. But yes, it's his birthday. Exactly. The tiny, innocent, infant, baby Jesus, virgin born. That we nailed to a cross. He doesn't know that yet. That's the sequel. Oh. Wait, they didn't nail him when he was a baby? They might have. I don't know how Who old knows? Prince Andrew is, but... <laughs> <laughs> Consume. What a way to end that episode. That's the worst fucking Christmas send-off ever. Consume.